board after we uh, uh, had uh, went out to eat this afternoon, and uh, the Lord gave me this, and it came real quick. And uh, I was talking this morning about the things to do to be successful uh, this coming year, and uh, I want to take it a little further. Uh, I don't have a opening scripture uh, for you, uh, for us to read. Uh, uh, this message is just a little bit different that way. I don't have an opening uh, scripture uh, text. Uh, but what I want to talk about tonight that the Lord placed up in my spirit, it's not something new. I'm not, I, I haven't come up with uh, a mind-altering formula that can uh, that nobody has ever heard of. Uh, they are four simple things, uh, and uh, they're all within the Word of God. And you can uh, you could probably add to some of these if you like. But I am I'm going to talk tonight for a few minutes on a subject. Keys to living the blessed life. Keys to living the blessed life. Now what I said, what I'm going to share with you tonight is not something you've never heard before. It's nothing new. But I believe from the bottom of my heart that this works. I believe that this works so good that even if a lost person, it might not help their salvation, they might die and be lost, but even a person who don't know the Lord will follow some of these things, they can live a better blessed life while on this earth when they even don't know the Lord. That What I'm trying to say is we get, God's Bible is filled with principles. And those principles work. And if we use them, if we will apply them, they, they will work. And I have heard, by the way, I have heard sinner men talk about doing some of the things that I'm going to talk to you about tonight. And I've heard them talk about how they were blessed in what they, what they did. Uh, you see, God is no respecter of person. The Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So what I'm talking about tonight works. And for you who already know the Lord, and um, you have uh, repented and been filled with the Spirit, amen, it will especially be a benefit for you. But I'm going to talk about keys to living the blessed life. Let's bow our heads and ask God to bless this study tonight. Lord, as we come to you this evening, we thank you and we praise you for your love. Thank you for this service. I thank you for what we have felt tonight. The testimonies have been tremendous. God, I ask your blessing upon each and every one. And now, Lord, speak to us as we look into your word. Let us understand and know how that you want so much to bless your people and, uh, and, and to use us to your glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, God is all about having keys. Uh, Jesus 
uh, gave a man some keys one time. And uh, he said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Who was that man got them? Peter. Hallelujah. He took those keys and he opened up salvation on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Is that right? And then he took those set of keys uh, about, uh, about four years or four and a half years after that, according to what some scholars say, don't know for sure exactly how long, about four and a half, five years after that, took those same keys down to a man's house by the name of Cornelius. And he opened up the door to Gentiles, which made a way for all of us to have salvation. Hallelujah. Well, God's got, like he's got some keys for salvation, he's got some keys to how to live a better, blessed life. Um, some of these things I'm going to talk about tonight uh, in themselves, I mean, have really nothing to do with the salvation experience because I want you to understand off the bat, I mean, there's only one, there's only one way to receive salvation. That's repentance, water, baptism, Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You're not saved by your works. You're not saved by works, which some of these things we're talking about has to do with works. But like I tell some people sometimes, I don't, I don't work to be saved. I work because I am saved. Because God has did something for me. I want to reach out and do something to him. But I, I, you know, I'm excited about, you know, the, the, the last whole last six months, you could probably tell from the sermons, I mean, with everything that's been going on, and some people talked about it here tonight, I'm going to tell you what, man, I just, I just been all been out of shape over things I've been seeing happen and been just bothering me and upsetting me. And, um, man, we got so many powder kegs right now all over the planet that they could go off any time. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal. You got the, you got the situation, uh, as Brother, Brother Ken talked about there and, uh, and some others. There in the Middle East, and then you got the situation with with Iran, and uh, uh, what what that will mean uh, if 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 uh, if they ever get their hands on a full uh, nuclear bomb, they will use it. Ain't no doubt about that. Uh, we we got that situation, and uh, and now we got a growing situation with North Korea, and we've already been in one Korean War. Uh, our, our country has. And now this guy over there, I read something, and, and let me tell you something, church. Don't, don't stop thinking. You know, we all talked about how blessed we are around here. We are blessed. But let's not forget our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world that's going through terrible persecution. I just, re- I just read something uh, the last two days where they said... Um, in the last month of last year, in the month in, in the month of December, they, they they know of at least eighty people who were killed by the North Korean government, the, and, and these were these were uh, uh, people who live in North Korea who are North Koreans. That's their country, but there's so much persecution of Christianity in that communistic country right now. Over the past month, they say there's been over 80 people in North Korea who's had their lives taken 
for simply owning a Bible. When they're found to have possession of the Bible, they have been locking them up and they've been executing them. Now the mainline, not all the mainline news media is telling all of that, but that's going on right now. And when I heard that, I think about uh, the Kizzles in Russia, and if, you're, if you remember, uh, Vitaly Kizzle was here. His, grand, uh, his grandfather uh, uh, spent, what, well over 20 years in a Russian prison before the Iron Curtain fell for simply owning a Bible. For just owning a Bible. And persecution of the Christian faith it is increasing all over the world. And uh, it, it's, it, we're seeing it more and more in our country. But in spite of all of this that we are seeing, I, don't, I can't explain it, I, 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 it, 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 but it, it must be the Spirit of the Lord. I don't know, um, encouraging me to let you know. I, I feel good about 2015. I believe that the church is going to thrive. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that there won't be persecution. I'm not saying there won't be tests. I'm not saying that people won't be tried. But I'm looking for the church of Jesus Christ to thrive. Hallelujah. This coming year, I believe God is going to shake up his body. And there's and we're on the verge of that great end time revival that you have heard all your life was going to come right before the coming of the Lord. I am excited about 2015. And I want you to know that it don't make no difference what the economy does. If you're his child and you follow some of these keys that I'm going to tell you about tonight, it don't matter what nobody else is doing. You're going to be blessed. Hallelujah. I can go to the Bible tonight and I can give you scripture back in the Bible days. When God's people lived in a land when there was famine, everybody else was starving to death, but God's people were being blessed in the land of famine. Hallelujah. God is going to take care of his people. He's going to take care of his people. And there's some things that we can do. There's some principles that you can apply your life to. Amen. That will increase your chances of being blessed. Now, people will go and pay high dollars for some of these motivational speakers. Amen. Talking about money and how to take care of your money and how to do that. And people may make, almost make a religion out of that. Hallelujah. Why can't we look into the Word of God and see what the principles of God's Word says about how we can be blessed. Glory to God and live an abundant life. Because I believe that everything we need is found in his book. Keys to living a blessed life. The first one, very important. Number one, we got to follow the Lord's commandments. That's very important. Following the Lord's, that, that, that's one of the four keys. Following the Lord's commandments. If we want to have the blessings of God we have to walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen? Amen. And when God shows you something, you need, to, you need to walk further into that light. 
Hallelujah. None of us have got all the answers. None of us has all the solutions. None of us has all the truth. Hallelujah. But we should have humility. Amen. We should be teachable. Hallelujah. We should allow ourselves to be taught. Amen. Of the Word of God. Every one of us. Hallelujah. Follow the Lord's commandments. Book of Deuteronomy chapter 11 verses 26 through 28. I want to read those passages. This is what Jehovah God said, amen, through Moses. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. Mine. Right there's the choice right there. Now, we're talking about keys to living a blessed life, amen? He said, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, And the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. Back in the beginning, God told the children of Israel, He said, it's up to you whether or not you live your life under a blessing or under a curse. And and even though that's Old Testament law, it's still basically enforced today. We can be children of God on our way to heaven and still seems like everything we touch turns sour and all pieces. And it could be because we may not be living fully up to everything God wants for us to be doing. That's why we have to do self-examination. This time of the year is the best time to do it. Around the, the turn of every every year, for as one old year, the old year passes out and the new year comes in. I usually do it during the watch night service while I'm praying. Amen. I try to examine myself. I try to judge myself faithfully and true, not trying to hide something, amen, or keep back something that I know is not right, but I try, amen, to, uh, uh, to judge myself because Jesus says, he who judges himself will not be judged. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about self-inventory. Amen. Am I following God's word like I should be following his word? Am I holding true to His Word like I should be holding true to His Word and His commandments? Because whether or not we live in our life under a blessing or under a curse depends on that. Let me move on to the second one. The second key to living the blessed life is giving unto God your first fruits. Giving unto God your first fruits. Now, there's a big argument still with a lot within the body on uh, how, 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 how much or what, what is it that, that people ought to give. But I'm, I'm going I'm to share something with you tonight. And I, I have sought God over this thing uh, many, many times. Uh, and, I, and, and let me say this. And I get some of my brothers within my faith upset at me, but I can't help it. I have to preach this thing the way God reveals it and shows it to me. Hallelujah. Amen. But the tithe has nothing to do with your salvation. It has nothing to do with your salvation. It goes back under the law. Amen. And that's where it comes from. I cannot get up here and tell you that if you don't give a tenth, you're going to be lost. 
I can't do that. Hallelujah. But let me tell you this. God looks at what part that you give more than just 5%, 10%, 15%. Amen. God all, there's always been a principle for God of when we give to God that we should give God the first fruits, not what's left over. And that's more important than the 10% or the 12% or the 15%. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, it says this, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. I'm giving you a key to live the blessed life tonight. Amen. Even though the rest of the world is falling apart, if whatever you, uh, God has placed upon your heart to give, you give that to God. Make it your first fruit. Not let it be something that's left over. God don't like secondhand stuff. Hallelujah. Some people say, well, I'll pay this one, this one, this one, that one, that one, and then, one, and then uh, pay, my, pay my cable bill, my, my, my uh, internet bill, and, and then all this other stuff, and then what I got left over, I'll, I'll see what I got I can give to God. No, amen. If, if we're going to give things to God, it needs to be the first fruits. Because the first fruits represents the best. The farmers... When they raised, and, and, and back in the Old Testament, amen, uh, the fruits was exactly, literally fruits. It was the fruits of the ground that they grew. Amen. They took that first crop, and anybody raises will let you know, that first picking of the crop is always the best. It's always the best. Hallelujah. We give our best unto God. And the Bible says that we honored the Lord Amen, with these things and with the first fruits. If we do that, hallelujah, amen, it's one of the keys to living a blessed life. Let me move on down to number three. Now, we've talked about giving unto the Lord, but the Lord is not the only one that we're supposed to give to. Amen. We give unto the Lord, but there's others also that we give to. The third key to living a blessed life is share your increase with the poor. Amen. Share your increase with the Lord. This is not taking what you're supposed to give to the house of God and give it to somebody else, but after you've given your first fruits to God, then what is yours that you've got, you share some of that with somebody else, with those that are less fortunate than you. I no, Notice what Psalms chapter 41, verses 1 and 2 says. Look at this. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. You see that? Man, that is the key to living a blessed life. Hallelujah. There's a church... Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, Apostolic Church. And this guy, I mean, God has really used him to set Atlanta on fire. 
And people and churches the last few years all over the country has picked up on the way that he does soul winning. His church was the original church that put out the uh, 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 the shirts, the t-shirts, and uh, uh, neighborhood uh, uh, hope dealers, because they went down there and they opened up the Atlanta Hope Center in an area <laughs> that made uh, East Nashville, where we come out, look uh, uh, look like uh, Brentwood. Hallelujah, Amen. Uh, and it is amazing how God has blessed this man and that church in the little time that they, I mean, they, and since they opened up, they have been baptizing three and four hundred people a year in Jesus' name. And he, uh, the people who go there are poor people. He might have two or three hundred in that congregation, but most of them don't have jobs or off the streets. Most of them are homeless people. He could take up an offering and be doing good to get out of that. Out of 200 people, be doing good. And I've read this from his own writings. Be doing good to get 35 or $40. And you, the building he's got and all the stuff they're doing, you say, how in the world are, is he making it? People from all over the country, God presses upon them to send them money. They, have, they bought their first bus three years ago. Guess what? They're running about four buses now, plus two or three vans our size, picking them up, bringing people to church, reaching out. And the key to his blessing is he feels like God sent him to Atlanta, number one, to bless somebody. He said, he wrote an article last year sometime, about the middle of last year. He said, well, I got some bills coming due, and uh, I got about $22, something like that, in my pocket so he said, "That's no, nowhere near enough money anyway to pay what I've what, what's got. I got to pay." He said, "I'm gonna go bless somebody," and this preacher goes down to the area of McDonald's, and he buys buys twenty of those one dollar burgers, takes them out, starts passing them out to homeless people on the street. Said, "Bless you, bless you, bless you," and by the end of the week. By the end of the week, he had several hundred dollars had come in his mailbox. The bills have been paid. The church is growing. And it's not because, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of preachers are worried to death, scared to death of preaching truth, praying, uh, thinking if they get it too hard, people are tithes payers will quit paying their tithes. This man ain't got nobody, no tithes payers. I mean, when you stop and think about it, a congregation of 200 people, he only gets 30 or $40. Amen. He knows it's God that supplies the need and what they've been able to do. Amen. And it's because that they, he blesses the poor. Hallelujah, church. 
I know none of us live with what maybe we would call a mansion, but God's blessed us all with nice, uh, nice homes. We got good car drive. We got very good clothes. Uh, amen. To wear. Amen. And if we would get, amen, so concerned about those who have nothing. I'm not talking about going out here and giving, uh, uh, giving your last dollar to a, to a wino to go buy, buy a bottle of booze. That's not what I'm talking about. There, I mean, you, I, I, I'm just trying to be uh, real with you tonight. I definitely believe, Brother James, that you can't help somebody who's not willing to help themselves. Hallelujah. Amen. And God, is not, it's not the will of God for you to keep dishing out money to somebody else that's not going to try to take it to use it to uh, better themselves. There's a lot of people just wants a handout instead of a helping hand. But see, here, here's the thing. If we get it in our hearts that we want to help the poor, God will give us the spiritual discernment and the wisdom on who to help and who not to help. Hallelujah. Because, I mean, there, there are some people would just drain you dry and use you. But that's not what I'm talking about here tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what he said, blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will, not might, not maybe, but the Lord will deliver him in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. This is when we give above and beyond. Amen. I preached a message one time about going above and beyond the call of duty, and I'm thankful uh, for the men and women in our congregation who served in the armed uh, forces and uh, your service. Uh, and, you know, I think especially about uh, the, um, uh, those who served in the Vietnam conflict uh, they call it. It never. It never. Uh, they never declared it a war, but they were what uh, uh, 52,000, 53,000 men over that um, lost their life, and still uh, several that um, uh, uh, never have been found. Uh, and uh, th- th- them fellows didn't get a parade when they came back home. Amen. They got. Uh, they got hatred from a lot of folks. Uh, and uh, and I'm gonna tell you something something else and I was talking this morning about God finding what God wants us to do and there's one thing that I think and God has already placed upon my heart that I want us to do now we couldn't we couldn't do uh, metropolitan Nashville police force but we're here in in Goodlesville, and the Lord has impressed upon me. I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to pay a visit to uh, Goodlesville City Hall, and I'm going to. I'm going to do some investigating. I don't know how many police officers that serve in the Goodlesville Police Force. Uh, maybe 30, 40, something like that. It's uh, uh, that that serve in this area. I'm going to tell you what. The, police, the, the men and women on the police force of this nation has got a target on their back right now. I mean, and it's because from leadership top all the way down, amen, are, are, are making comments and doing things that they should not be doing. 
I'm thankful for the men and women who serve us on the police force. Hallelujah. And the Lord has impressed upon me that our congregation needs, needs to do something. I'm, uh, I'm maybe maybe I'm, th- I'm thinking about uh, talking with a couple restaurants, maybe in the Goodlesville area, and see if I can get some discount and maybe we can, we can buy uh, uh, some um, uh, certificates of some kind and, uh, and see to it that every Goodlesville police officer gets one so they can get a free meal to let them know, say, hey, we appreciate what you're doing. This kind of thing is important, I feel like, in the eyes of God. Amen. We need to consider other people than just ourselves. Not, on, not only our, our police force, but I, I heard on some kind of news that they even they was even threatening uh, farming, trying to fight, uh, fight fires, trying to put fires out that the riders have, uh, 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 have started. It's already been said here tonight, man, this whole world is a reeling and a rocking like a drunk man. Hallelujah. And, and uh, we need to be in prayer for these men and women who serve in the capacities that they serve. But getting back to this point of the message, if we consider the poor, amen, God, he's going to help us when the time of trouble comes. Amen. He will help us. Amen. In the time of trouble. One other thing, one other key in this message, and then I'm going to close. I told you we're going to hold you too long. I've talked about following the Lord's commandments. Give unto God your first fruits. Share your increase with the poor. The fourth key to living a blessed life is have compassion on those who would hurt you? Being able to do that is probably a very difficult thing. But it's something that if we can reach out and let God change our heart in such a way that even those who are considered our enemies that we know that have despitefully used us, that's lied on us, amen, that, uh, that has hurt us in some way, allow God to soften our hearts. Well, just, just li- listen to what, what the Word of God has to say about it. Proverbs 25, verses 21 and 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. My. Huh. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will what? (laughs) My, my, my. Can't you imagine that individual that's did everything in the world imaginable against you to hurt you? to try to keep you from succeeding, maybe lied upon you or whatever, and then they find themselves in some kind of need and some kind of trouble, and you find out about it, and you willingly, not grudgingly, 
offer a helping hand to help them. Can't you imagine the hot coals of fire that's going to light? Hey, they're going to know the situation. Amen. It, 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 it's going it's to set them their soul on fire. Hallelujah. And God is going to bless and reward you. Because here's the plain fact. It has nothing to do. It has nothing, nothing at all to do about us being proved right or proved wrong or being justified, but it has everything to do with us showing the compassion and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a question. The Bible says it was prophesied that they would pluck the beard out of Jesus. And I can just, I can just see hunks of, hunks of flesh being tore out. We know they've whipped him with that Roman cat of nine tails that, and they hit him and those pieces of bone and, and metal would hang across one side like fish hooks in his side and hang and that old Roman soldier would give it a yank. Let me ask you. Let's say if that guy, that Roman that Roman centurion that was beating the back of Jesus before he was crucified. Let's say he had gotten in it so hard and so hot and heavy, amen, just beating the master till he gave himself a heart attack. And he had a heart attack. He fell down on his knees and he cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, help me. Do you think Jesus would turn around and look at him and says, Not me, buddy. Take a look at my back. If there was any strength left at all in the master, he would reach around and have touched him. Because, see, by those stripes that they put upon him, those stripes was for our healing. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not telling you something easy tonight. But I'm telling you something that's a key that will help you live the blessed life. There's certain things that we, as, as individuals and as a church family, cannot afford to do. And that's ever carry chips on our shoulders or hold grudges against anybody. Hallelujah. If we want to continue to be blessed in the future like God has had us blessed in the past. Amen. We've got to follow some of these principles that God has laid out in His Word. Amen. And again, and I'll say it, I'll say it it's not easy because I will admit to you it's not, it would not be easy for me, but I know that I have got to have the mind of Christ in my thoughts and in my, in my thinking. If I want to be blessed by God, not that I want to be saved in doing some of these things, because some of these things consist of works, because we're not saved by works, but because that we demonstrate the love of the Lord, and we want to be blessed in this life. We want to have God come to our rescue when we have a need. Amen. And be there for us. I heard different ones talking about uh, the, the watch night service. 
something happened at Brother uh, um, Swan's church uh, watch night that brought back some memories to me. We was there and um, at, at, during the service, and um, somebody was um, up on stage. I don't remember if they was preaching or if they was singing. And about that time, this this man came came up front holding holding a, a, a little boy about I don't know three four year old, and uh, uh, going pretty and and. Uh, although Brother Swan stayed seated most of the time back up on that platform because he, he's having a problem with his knee and he's having to preach a lot while set, sitting down right now because he's fixing to have to have the same kind of surgery Brother Ken's going to have to have. And uh, his knee is really bothering him. Well, Brother Swan moved pretty quick when he saw this man coming with that child and Brother Swan motioned me to come come up and... Uh, uh, and, and I got up there, and uh, he said, please pray for my child. He, this child's burning up with fever. Uh, and, uh, I mean, his, his cheeks was cherry red, and, uh, and, man, you could look at it and say that child was in, 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 bad, uh, in bad shape, really, uh, really sick. And uh, myself and Brother Swan and a couple other ministers there began to, get, began to pray for the Lord and uh, as I began to pray, I began to pray uh, with encouragement because standing on that watch night service, back in my mind, we was talking about memories here tonight. I, re- I, remember, I remember several years ago at Brother Leldon's and Sister uh, McNeese's house at a prayer meeting we was had, uh, I mean, many years ago, um, I... I I don't know if it was one of Sister Mary's kids or somebody had a terrible fever, sick. We stopped the prayer meeting and we laid hands and you could feel the temperature going down. And that child was running around before the service was over with. Uh, Ronnie was bad about getting fevers of 100.3. Darlene had to put him in in, in a tub of warm water and gradually cool it down because he'd get to the point of having convulsions. Many times she'd wake me up at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, lay hands on, and I promise, and I told Brother Swan, I said, I can remember, you can feel the heat going down as you pray. And all those things in the past, amen, came back to my mind. And I told Brother Swan, I says, Man, I feel good about this. I said, because I know what God has done. And Brother Swan gave me a couple of testimonies that he knew. And guess what? We um, that was about that was about uh, about about quarter to nine, something like that. And they had their break and went into the fellowship hall about about quarter to ten. And guess what? That same little boy was running around everywhere. <laughs> I mean, as boys that age do, out of one thing into two. Amen. The fever was gone. The fever was gone. That, that is what the blessings of God is all about. That is what the blessings of God. And everybody here tonight in closing, do not let the devil get you depressed. Do not get discouraged. I don't care what you hear happen with finances. Uh, and... Uh, Everything else, 
I'm sure by this time everybody has probably heard what's, what's going on uh, right now. I don't know. It could be true. It could not be true. But uh, even some in government are saying that it's true that the, the low gas prices that we're enjoying right now, and the, the cheapest that I've seen that I've been able to get it was the other day we was up in, uh, up in Lebanon and it was eighty four a gallon. Um, and um, I thought, wow. But they are saying that Saudi Arabia is intentionally holding it back, putting the small American business owners. I seen one on the news, a man uh, got, he only got, he only got two little small oil, oil wells on his property. And uh, at the best, at, at his best, his, his, his company that he, that he had, he only had like 10 employees. He's already had to lay them all off. He's, he's, he's operating the whole thing by himself now. And he said, he says, I know the cheap oil prices is good for everybody else. He said, but it's putting me out of business. He said, if, if the barrels of oil get any bit lower, he said, I'll be out of business. And they are saying that the Arabs are doing this intentionally for that. And once they put them all out, says, uh, look out, that they're going to come back higher than they ever was. Now, that is some of the things that's being talked. I don't know if that's true or not, but, but let me say this. It don't matter for those people who's got the keys of living a blessed life. It don't matter if gas goes back up to 4 or $5 a gallon if you are if you are doing what you know you're supposed to be doing and you're the child of God, God's going to take care of you. Hallelujah. He's going to make a way. Don't let nothing that happens in this coming year be a source to make you begin to wring your hands and say, what in the world are we going to do? Hallelujah. Every time we come to the house of God, we got the proof of God's glory looking us in the face. Hallelujah. Amen. And those that we got here tonight, we're, we're, this, this is our home, folks. This, this, is the, um, those, this is the strength of us right here tonight. We know, those of us that are here right now, we know there's no way, there's no way we could have ever had something like this. I can't take the credit for it. Board members can't take the credit for it. We've had, we've had people that didn't even, wasn't even members of the church offered to help us do something. Hey Amen. I'm what will be said about me and my pastor uh, 20 or 30 years down the line when I am not pastor no more, but he will not be able to say that Sammy Pruitt gave us this place because he didn't come from Sammy Pruitt. Sammy Pruitt was running here, there, and everywhere else trying to find something on his own to do something. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So it don't matter what we may see. They're talking about they're going to start rising, uh, raising the interest rates. Uh, the Fed is next year. They're going to start going up. And uh, people are getting concerned and, and all that. But God gave me this thought to share with you tonight. Folks, we are blessed people. 
And as long as God sees fit to leave his church here, his hand